Hey, this is Chris, and welcome to another episode of Unpopped Kernels here on Popcorn Finance. If somehow you manage not to hear it in the news, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates again. Well, not exactly interest rates. They raised something called the federal funds rate. And to give you a quick definition of what that is, the Fed fund rate, is, which is you know how they shorten it sometimes, is an interest rate set by the Federal Reserve that determines the interest that banks charge between each other because they often lend money back and forth. That rate kind of ends up trickling down to us regular people who don't have you know billions of dollars. So let's dive into the details of what's going on here. The Federal Reserve raised the Fed fund rate 0.75%. So this brought the Fed fund rate to a range of 3% to 3.25%. They don't set an exact rate. Like they're not setting it at, it's at 3% on the dot because it's hard to keep interest rates nailed in like to one specific spot. So they typically use a range of about a quarter of a percent. This has been the fifth increase this year and the third 0.75% increase in a row. The first increase was back in March of this year, taking the Fed fund rate from basically zero, which it had been at for a couple of years, up to a range of 0.25 to 0.5%. They raised rates again on May 5th, June 16th, July 28th, and then this latest increase occurred on September 22nd. So why do they keep doing this? Why are they slowly raising interest rates? I know we've talked about this a lot already on the podcast, but you know, every time they raise interest rates, the news is flooded with articles about what's going on. So I thought it'd be good to just touch on it again and keep you all up to date. All of this boils down to inflation. It's still here. It's, it's not growing like it had been in previous months, which is a good thing, but it's not going down. So this month, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they released their inflation data for the month of August. They measured this using something called CPI or the Consumer Price Index. And this index, it looks at the changes in prices on all the things we buy over a 12-month period. So when they look back to August of last year, they saw an increase of 8.3%. It's the Federal Reserve's job to keep inflation in check. And they typically like to see inflation around 2%. And obviously, things right now are much higher than they should be. And one of the main tools, I mean, really the only tool that the Federal Reserve has to affect inflation is raising and lowering interest rates. The way this works is by impacting the business cycle because everything in our economy is interconnected. It works like a, a big circle. Changing something that seems small like interest rates can have an impact that trickles down to everything else. The thought process is that if you raise interest rates, it becomes more expensive to borrow money. The more expensive it is to borrow money, the less borrowing that companies and people do. The less borrowing that we do, the less we end up spending, both us as an individual and then also as companies on a big, massive scale. The less we spend, the less demand there is for the goods and service that we all want to buy. And then as that demand falls, companies will end up lowering prices to try to lure us in to get us to spend more money. So this is what the Federal Reserve is attempting to do. They're attempting to slow the economy down, which hopefully has the impact of bringing prices down with it. And they're doing this gradually because if they're too aggressive with all these moves they're making, they can quickly push us into a recession, which many people believe that we are probably already in. And so if we jump back to the example I gave you of how interest rates flow through our economy, if our demand for goods and services falls too quickly or just falls too low, then businesses may decide that they don't need as many employees to produce goods or work in their offices or stores. This can then cause a spike in unemployment, which can then lead to people defaulting on their loans and other obligations that they have. And people will just end up spending even less money. So they have to approach this very cautiously and very slowly because things can get out of hand very quickly. 
I won't even attempt to try and predict what's going to happen next. As I've always said, no one can predict the future, and even the Federal Reserve has been wrong with their predictions on how they thought inflation would end up falling. The Fed will meet two more times this year, in November and December, and then again in February. It's expected that they will be raising interest rates again at all three of these meetings. The Federal Reserve, they go and create this thing called a dot plot after every meeting, and which is basically this big chart with a bunch of little <laughs> dots all over it, and each dot represents a member of the Fed and what they think is going to happen with the Fed fund rate and where they think it should be. And all but two members believe that this rate will be between 4% and 4.5% by the end of the year. So this pretty much proves that they plan on raising interest rates again at these meetings. So what does all this information that I've just told you, what does this all mean for you and me, us just regular people? Well, it means that interest rates that we pay on things like auto loans, credit cards, home loans, all that will probably continue to rise through the end of the year. It does also mean that you're probably going to see higher interest rates in your savings account. So, you know, that's something, you know, especially those online high yield savings accounts. I know I've already seen my accounts jump up above 2% this year. So, hey, you know, it's something. There's nothing that you really need to do, but just the regular stuff that we always talk about here on the podcast, you know, continue to pay down that debt, especially if you have credit card debt, because those interest rates can just change whenever they want them to. Uh, please, if you haven't already, build up an emergency fund. Don't stress yourself out if saving six months of your expenses feels overwhelming. I understand. It can be a lot of money. Just focus on getting one month of expenses together and then move on to two. The point is to have something because something is always better than nothing. You know, lastly, go back and listen to my conversation that I had with Mandy. It was episode 329 and 330, and she gave some really great tips on prepping your career for a possible recession. So I hope all of this information helps. Uh, the point of this wasn't to stress you out because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next. I just wanted to give you some information so that when you come across those articles online or any videos on YouTube, whatever you may see, that all of this will make a little more sense to you and you can kind of understand what's happening and why they're doing what it is that they're doing. But if you have any questions, you want to send them in to me, please feel free to reach out. You can email me at questions at popcornfinance.com or you can reach out to me on Instagram. Just look for Popcorn Finance Podcast and you'll find me there. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.